football game. Auburn's going to win the title. Caught. Touchdown. Mason Mitch. Krakowski didn't have the angle. Touchdown. What's up, guys? So, it's been a long time since we recorded the podcast, but we are back, and hopefully there will be more episodes in the coming time. But today, uh, the co-host, George, he couldn't make it. He was busy. So we got Ethan here to replace him. Um, And yeah, we got stuff. Some of this news you might have already seen, but I've just been taking it down. So we're going to go ahead and start. the Pro Bowl, it was moved to Vegas. Uh, the next so, thing, the next, wait, go ahead. The next thing that happened was, Ethan. So, and then we got uh, Brandon Brooks, um, Eagles Pro Bowl guard, out with, for the season with a torn Achilles. Kyle Shanahan, he signed a new six-year contract with the 49ers, cutting off his current contract. And more 49ers news, Debo Samuel out or for the preseason, likely with a broken foot. Uh, Jamal Adams requested a trade from the Jets, and he said he would welcome a trade to the Chiefs, Ravens, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, and Seahawks, even though that's not his choice. That's just where he mm-hmm. wants to go, but they're going to send him wherever they want. And then some of the biggest news of recent times, Cam Newton to the New England Patriots. And in more Patriots news, the Patriots were fined $1.1 million, and they lose a 2021 third-round pick due to when they filmed the sideline of the Bengals. And then Cleveland Browns tight end David Njoku requests a trade. So that's all the news. Actually, there's one more news that just happened today as we're recording this. Patrick Mahomes, uh, as you guys know, is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they've been in contract negotiations, and they've agreed on a contract that's going to be 10 years, a 10-year contract uh, extension that should be, yeah, Adam Schefter. Patrick Mahomes has two years and $27.6 million left on his existing deal, $2.8 million this year, and $24.8 million in 2021. His 10-year extension is worth over $400 million, though it's still uncertain how much over. So the lowest his 12-year deal could be worth is $427.6 million. But it will be more. Yeah, that would be... I think they said there's been talks that this would be the biggest contract in not just NFL history, but in um, all of sports. So that's a pretty bom- That's a pretty big bombshell report right there. For real, that's crazy. I, mm-hmm. If you're a Chiefs fan, you happy oh, yeah. about this? Now, if you're a Chiefs fan, um, there's obviously a lot to look forward to with um, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's got an MVP under his belt in his first season of starting. Um, became the third quarterback to hit uh, 50 touchdown passes. Um, just won Super Bowl MVP, and you can tell that Chiefs team uh, really um, rallies around him. And But it, unfortunately, this past season, he did show that um, he is a bit susceptible to injury. Um, he got injured with, I'm pretty sure, an ankle in when um, we faced him week one and, and re-aggravated it um, on a quarterback sneak later on in the season. And eventually missed a few games, but came back and won them the Super Bowl and put together some very um, 
incredible clutch time performances in the playoffs this past season. That was crazy in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he was working some magic. The Chiefs were just that was that was a magic team right there. Every single game, including the Super Bowl, they were behind at least ten points. Yep, behind and coming back like it's nothing. I mean, down what was it? Twenty four in the first quarter to the Texans in the um and they divisional. Hit, they scored three touchdowns in three minutes. Yep, I mean it's just that is it's going to be an incredible offense for years to come. The more they the longer they have. Um, Mahomes, Kelsey, and um, Tyreek Hill together. Now, I'd like to see how um, how much money they're going to be able to give Kelsey pretty soon. Don't forget about Chris With, Jones um, too. Yeah, they're going to have they're going to be um, they're going to have a lot of money to work around with. Yeah, because Chris Jones, he just threatened to hold out if they if they yep. don't give him money right now. And obviously, the mm-hmm. Chiefs are broke. Oh yeah, they're going to be broke with this. But then and be careful with that money, though. But then if you think about it, since they got him locked up for so long, you could also get one of the situations where it's like you get good players who they might want money, but then also you'll get the guys who want Super Bowls, and they'll know they're not going to have to deal with a, a bad time of quarterback. They know they're going to have a good quarterback for time to come. So if they want to take a team-friendly right. deal, they can just come. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's go back and just talk about some of the news that we had. So let's talk about Jamal Adams. How do you feel about him requesting a trade, the teams, and where do you think he might go? Um, well, apparently there was some tension between him and Coach Adam Gase, uh, him not liking him. Um, there's been reports of that. Um, I mean, the Jets, in his time there, they've never really put together much success or anything to um, look up to. And... He's a he's a crazy good talent in the secondary, um, and I'd love I can't wait to watch him um, continue to play on such a high level in a few years with a new team, and um, you know really live up to his worth on a team that's going to use him right instead of the um, struggling New York Jets recently. Now, do you think he will go to the Chiefs, Ravens, Texans, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, or Seahawks? Um, I think the most likely is probably the Cowboys. I mean, they're going to, I mean, putting him with Byron Jones in the secondary is going to be, um, a great combination. Um, and there was a video recently of him replying to, um, a fan asking if he was going to be in Dallas soon. And he said, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. (laughs) So I think that's his most, um, preferred destination. And I'd love to see, him work out in that Cowboys secondary. Now, quick thought, Jags wise, should Jags uh-huh. get should the Jags get Jamal Adams? And oh, what, absolutely. And what what should they offer? Now, I'd love to see I'd love to see him um, end up in the Jags and um, you know join join our team because we do need some secondary help. Him and you know helping out some of our secondary members, our young core and. Um, yeah, as they're as they're growing throughout the season, um, I think we need to. I think to get Jamal Adams, uh, we would have to. I want to. I want the Nagakwe trade to happen already. So throw him in there. Um, maybe a maybe throw in a second round pick too, and then have them offer maybe a later round pick, and so that we can really make an aggressive push for a top tier safety, which will be a piece, um, a very important piece for our secondary. Definitely agree. Okay, mm-hmm. so another Ngakwe trade thought. With 
mm-hmm. the Browns tied in David Njoku requesting yeah. a trade. Would you offer Ngakwe in? Would you offer Ngakwe for in, in Joku and possibly a second round pick? Um, now that's a good question. So recently we've had we we've had a pretty um we we've got a deeper tight end um straight um shoot I'm going blank here a tight end depth chart. Um, we've got um, O'Shaughnessy who. Was was showing flashes in the early season, had some good chemistry working with Minshew, and then unfortunately um, went out with the se- went out for the season. Um, we've got third round rookie Josh Oliver, who was injured for most of the season, didn't really show up much, but I'd love to see him take the next step. And we've got Tyler Eifert, who's been removed from his, um, I think it was his 2015 season, in which he put up some pretty stellar numbers with the Bengals with 13 touchdowns. And, you know, he's, he is, he has been injured the past few years, but I think if we can utilize him properly and not overwork him, uh, we can get him to that similar level um, and have him develop into one of Minshew's top targets. Yeah. on Tyler Eifert, uh, a lot of people say he never plays, but last season he played all 16 games. Yeah. He played all 16, but he didn't put up the most eye popping stats either. So yeah. And we also drafted, I believe his name is Tyler Johnson out of Georgia tech. Yeah. In the later rounds. I I remember that. Yeah. So we have quite the, quite the list of tight ends too. Yeah. And Najoku on top of that would be, would um, make it a really a great chart and put the, um, lo- the pre- the starters that are at the top right now put them in a more uh, relieved role at tight end. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and continue. Uh, the Patriots. How do you feel Cam Newton is going to do on the Patriots? Now, Cam Newton with the Patriots. That is going to be a very very interesting um uh workout together um now cam newton he's on a one-year minimal deal uh laced with incentives and he's on he's basically trying to prove it and we gotta see we i mean i'm not even certain he'll start yet because of how the patriots have been um high on stidham reportedly um i think they're gonna have a battle in the training camp and i think um i think cam newton will win the starting job now I'd love to see I, I got to see the Patriots receivers step up because last season that was a big, big hole for the Patriots with only Edelman essentially and a lot of the fault on Tom Brady and the Patriots downfall uh, being put on the lack of wide receiver core. So we got to see how Cam Newton can maneuver with that problem. And we got to see how um, their offense will change now that they have a much more mobile quarterback with uh, Cam Newton under center. Yeah, I definitely see they could improve, but I feel like mm-hmm. with Cam Newton, they're getting a little bit overrated now. Everybody thinking yeah, I that. Think that's what I think. I think they're being a bit overrated, but we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, I think people are there. It's funny because if you look at Madden, a lot of people. Madden just mm-hmm. always has Cam Newton going, his MVP with the Patriots, and it's like, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, now we got to see, because this this was actually a very, very good deal. This is a very low risk and an extremely high reward for the Patriots if he can return to at least a shell of his prime, and I think the Patriots will be a stable team instead of um, succumbing to the pitfalls of the league. 
Yeah, that was crazy that they got him for one point seven. Oh yeah, that, that definitely surprised me. Yeah, uh, and on let's talk about the other Patriots news. I rem- remember when they filmed the sidelines of the Bengals and everybody was yes. like, oh, here we go again. And <laughs> Another never- Spygate scandal. <laughs> and, they- and nothing ever happened. Well, finally it did, and they did get fined. Uh, do you think that was a good punishment, $1.1 million in a- losing a 2021 third-round pick? I do believe that is a very reasonable fine. Um, I think that the $1 million uh, fine was was a good um, good idea to find them for and the 2021 third is a good isn't is a backup punishment for that um i think that will crack down on you know how the, their um tendencies to get involved with scandals uh, cheating but we'll have to see if um if we get another patriots related scandal in the next few years and how the punishment might um ascend to another level if it if it keeps looking like this for the Patriots. Okay. So now let's start talking about 49ers a little bit here. Do you think mm-hmm. Devo Samuel with his broken foot, which they think he might make it for the beginning of the season, because they can't, I, I believe they're canceling the preseason. Yeah. Uh, they took two games out so far, and I believe they're thinking about canceling the whole thing. But yep, it's they're not fully sure if he'll make it back for the beginning of the season or if he'll miss some games. Do you think that's going to affect the 49ers? Um... I don't think I don't I don't think it's gonna gonna um, affect them very much. Um, if he misses a few games, maybe like one or two, I think they'll be good. I don't think I think he'll be back in time for the season. But um, he was showing to be a very flashy rookie at wide receiver last season and a very big part um, in the Super Bowl as well. And I'd love to. He's one of my. Um, one of the receivers I have my eye on for the, for the future. And I would love to see him develop and brush this uh, foot injury off. And I think he'll be back in no time and developing and producing on a better level than he did next year. So I look forward to seeing him back on the field with uh, catching passes from Garoppolo in that 49ers offense. Okay. And now let's uh, talk about Kyle Shanahan and his six year contract. Do you think, cutting off his current contract and going ahead and signing a six-year long contract with the 49ers. Do you think that was a good idea or do you think they should have waited or how do you feel about that? Um, I think that's actually a pretty good deal because you've seen the 49ers newfound success with uh, Garoppolo finally returning. Um, I feel like this defense is going to be very good and among the top level in the next few seasons like we saw this past season. Um, And I think I think that um, he will lead the 49ers to maybe one or two rings within that span, as long as he can retain the core pieces of the team and keep this, keep their defensive identity with a very, very stable offense with developing weapons. And they're, they're still a young team. They've got young stars like Nick Boza, Debo Samuel, like we just talked about, and they've got more stars um, on the way. And I'd love to see them, go up with that new contract under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think I think it was good because Kyle Shanahan, he's had so much success over his career as a coach. He's already shown yeah. that he's one of the elite coaches. The only thing mm-hmm. he has to do now is not choke a Super Bowl lead. Yeah, he's got to he's got we they got to finally deliver on a Super Bowl and I believe that this year is going to be a very good year for them once again and I'd love to see them back competing for the Lombardi Trophy at 
Miami at the big stage this year. All right. Quick question again, relating uh-huh. to the 49ers. How do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a, is a good quarterback, average, elite? How do you feel Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is in retrospect to the NFL? Um, I think he's um, right in the middle of the pack. Um, not too flashy. Um, he's finally back. He was healthy for most of the year last year. And I'd love to see – I want to see him um, develop and really become a top-tier quarterback. Um, I started liking him um, back when I watched the Patriots a few years ago when he stepped in for Tom Brady before, unfortunately, getting injured. But um, I, he's just got to keep clean with injuries. I mean, he missed that whole season a couple years. Um, he went out, like I just said, back when he was with the Patriots. And I think he's got what it takes to be at the top level – but it's going to be interesting to see um, how it, how he'll play out in the next few years for the 49ers. Because if he plays out and really takes that next step to truly become one of the better quarterbacks, I think the 49ers are going to be seeing a couple rings on their hands within the next few years of that Kyle Shanahan contract. Yeah, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Jimmy Garoppolo, if he, if he hits that one Emmanuel Sanders pass in the Super Bowl, we oh could, man, that was devastating. It, to watch. it could be a Niners Super Bowl win, but no, he overthrew him. Yeah, he's just got to deliver in the big moments like those. I mean, that's where you get those rings, like I just mentioned, in the big moments. Yeah. Just like that. All right. So the next thing is do you think the Pro Bowl moving to Vegas means anything? Do you think it's going to make the Pro Bowl any better, any worse? Just how do you feel about that? Um, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily think too much of it than um, just a simple location switch. Um, what is there some sort of contract detail on that, or is it just for this season? I'm not sure. I think it's just for this season, just because okay. they didn't they I, didn't get the draft, so they're getting the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah, that's right. They were supposed to get the draft. I think that it could be compensation for the draft and. Um, to um, get that new stadium going in terms of revenue uh, over in Las Vegas, and I, I, it's not, I don't think it's too major or anything, but uh, um, you know, just a little location switch. But we'll we'll have to see what that means for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I I low key wish they moved it to Hawaii again so that because oh, yeah, right. when it was in Hawaii, a lot of the players at least went to it so that they could have fun in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. But now it's in the middle of the desert in Vegas. (laughs) Okay. Now about Brandon Brooks, the Pro Bowl guard for the Eagles. He's out for the season. How do you feel that's going to affect them, their offensive line, and their season as a whole? Lord. Now, the Eagles, man, they they were playing practically with a practice squad last year. I mean, uh, the wild card game against Seattle – uh, they had Josh McCown, who I'm pretty sure came out of retirement to <laughs> sign a one-year deal with the Eagles this um, this past offseason. Um, and I think they, they've got to stay healthy. And losing a Pro Bowl guard um, who's meant to protect a Pro Bowl quarterback, Carson Wentz, um, you know, if he if Carson Wentz can't get that protection up front, I mean, we're gonna keep seeing the worse and worse of his um, injury prone of of uh, Carson Wentz's injury prone side, and that's that's gonna be a huge piece. If they if he's gonna be out, they can't they can't afford to lose um, anything else in the offensive line. They got to protect Wentz at all costs, or else that ship is sinking. That Carson Wentz and relation. Eagles relationship over in Philly 
Okay, before we continue into our final topic, um, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Carson Wentz? Do you think he's an elite quarterback? Are you high on him? Or are you kind of like more of the doubter side? Or you think uh, he's just that's all right? A, that's a really, really tough question from me. Um, I think that um, he could he could use better pieces at wide receiver in Philly, um, a better overall team. Like I said earlier, they were practically playing with a practice squad. And I think that they've just got to keep building around him. I, I say they set the stakes high on him and um, keep rolling dice, um, keep giving him the money and let him – just let him see let him see what um they're going to be doing with him in the next few years if he can stay healthy but if he can't stay healthy and he keeps going down with injuries this next season i don't think it's worth it and they got to let him walk or send him somewhere else where he can um either truly develop get a second chance or just end up backing up and holding a clipboard for somebody trade him and trade him and trade for aaron Rodgers, so so jordan love can start (laughs) Yeah, that that's going to be interesting to see um, how Jordan Love pans out in Green Bay in the next few years. Yeah, overall for Carson Wentz for me, I feel like he is kind of a little overrated, especially by mm-hmm. Philly fans because you have to be honest. You have to take into account injury prone, and he's been injured. Yeah, because almost- if he's not around for the last few seasons, I mean, they don't have that um, Nick Foles magic anymore. I mean, it was, it was Josh McCown who was in there and ultimately was playing on a, I think he was playing on a broken leg. They confirmed in that Seattle wildcard game, a weak hamstring. I believe he was running around with a hamstring. That's right. That's right. Something, (laughs) it was something like that, but it was something that he should not have been playing on and still, um, coincidentally did something like they can't, the Eagles can't be, they, I think the Jalen Hurts pick was actually very smart, despite um, how 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 dragged it was, um, how many how many critics viewed it. I think it was actually a very smart pick because I mean you got to let him develop. Um, very good dual threat quarterback, and I think if they utilize him right, he could have a um, either a Taysom Hill like role in Philly, or if Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, he's going to be he could be the face of the Philadelphia Eagles for the next few seasons, but we'll have to see. Okay. So now we are going to continue on to the final thing, and we are going to just judge and look at this list that mm-hmm. the NFL, CBS Sports, they put out uh, John Breach. He made a list of the top 10 kickers for the 2020 season, and yeah. we're going we're gonna to go over the 10 of these and talk about how he's wrong or right. So number one, easy, Justin Tucker. I think everyone yep, can most agree. Most accurate, been at the top of the game for a few years and definitely deserves it. Number two, this is where the list starts to go wrong. Harrison Butker. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna um, let you. I'm gonna let you get your opinion before I start going off. So I've I've heard a bit about uh, Harrison Butker. I mean, overall solid kicker, but maybe number two is a bit too high. Um, I think you, you were telling me the other day he's got some accuracy issues, um, gets jinxed by the reporters, but um, he has he has been delivering and been a good part of the Chiefs' offense when they can't score like crazy, like just go off for touchdowns. And I mean, to be a part of the Chiefs, you know, as a kicker, you really don't have much role other than kick an extra point and maybe a few field goals when they don't get a touchdown. So I mean. 
that that I think it it might be based on um, importance and racking up the Chiefs points, but we'll have to see. I think I think he's I think he's a decent part, but but go ahead, go off like you said you would about this. <laughs> okay, so yes, I think Harrison Bucker is a great kicker, but number two is way too high. Mm-hmm. So. Number two, in my opinion, should easily be Josh Lambeau. He had the best season of a kicker last year, besides yeah. extra points, which that's not his fault. It's not like he can just yeah. choose to kick 40 extra points. Besides yeah. that, he had the most field goals. He had the highest accurate percentage. Her- Josh Lambeau hasn't missed a single kick in Jacksonville his cur- during his career in Jacksonville. Yeah. It's, it's still perfect. And he has like a 97% kick rate since 2017 oh yeah he's definitely been impressing and um definitely a surprise that i did not think would have uh worked out like i thought it was after we had several unfortunate seasons with jason myers and him being completely on and off showing up at the complete unnecessary times but failing in the um in the big and you know he just um jason myers just wasn't good and it's nice to see us finally have a good kicker since the Scobie days. Yeah, and Josh Lambeau, he's just—he's been on a, you could say, Justin Tucker level his whole career in Jacksonville. Easily oh, making yeah. him number two. Yeah, Harris, I think I think he should have been number two there. Harrison Butker has his career is as long as has been—he's been in the league since 2017. Josh Lambeau's mm-hmm. only been in a Jacksonville uniform since 2017, so we're basing it off since then. Lambo was terrible mm-hmm. before then. That's why he got cut from the Chargers. But right. Harrison Butker has had one season out of the three above 90% accuracy, which was 90.5. The rest were in the 80 ranges. Really? He, he constantly, I swear, it's like whenever you're watching a primetime game and, the, and he always goes to kick a field goal or extra point, the, the mm-hmm. uh, commentators, they always go, one of the best in the game, and then he misses the kick. <laughs> yeah so harrison butker i think he's a great kicker but i think he's a little overrated in this josh lambo mm-hmm. is easily number two where but they have josh lambo listed at number three which i think is kind of unacceptable but whatever yeah number four robbie gold i think that's four or five that's, is fair because yeah well, that's I, definitely fair he's been a very solid consistent kicker and a big part of the 49ers offense yeah number five they have will lutz with the saints i feel like will lutz is Five or four, him and Robbie Gold, you could interchange if you feel yeah, like Will it. Yeah, Will Lutz was doing good, and he kicked that um, field goal at the beginning of the season, which really caught my attention for him as a kicker. Uh, came in the clutch against Houston. Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't it the Texans game? Yeah, that was a very that was one of the best games of the season. That for was crazy. Real. Then number six, we have Chris Boswell, which Ooh. he's. I feel like. This is a little bit overrated because Chris Boswell is a good yeah, kicker. Yeah, he hasn't been on that level he once was. Yeah, he was he was a Pro Bowl kicker just a few years ago, but now I don't I you don't really see much about Chris Boswell because he's not yeah. that great anymore. I think he should be. I don't even know if he's top ten, but. Mhm. Yeah, we got to see about that. That's a that's a frisky one right there. Number seven, Dan Bailey. Again, Vikings kicker. Don't really hear much about him, but then again. Yeah. I think he's also kind of in the same situation. I think he's a good kicker. I've seen quite about quite a little bit about him, but then at the same time, you don't really see anything about him just because mm-hmm. he's, he's in the middle of the pack. Number eight, I feel like should be a little bit higher. Matt Prater, 
Oh, yeah, he's definitely been one of the most solid kickers. He set the field goal record or tied it a few years ago, and he's just been really solid, good kicker for the Detroit Lions since um, being since going away from the Broncos. Yeah, I think Matt Prater's still at a high level, even though he's – I think mm-hmm. he's older now. But yeah. Matt Prater, I think he should probably be six in my opinion. Um, yeah. Then number nine, Mason Crosby. I feel like he should be seven, replacing Dan Bailey, because Mason Crosby has been quite a good kicker, in my opinion, for the Green yeah, Bay Packers. Yeah, I think he had an off season recently, though, and I think I think some Packers fans have tra- have started to um, get on him, but he's been there for quite a few years in Green Bay and still put together a very consistent resume. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think he did have a worse season than normal, but I still think he's above Chris Boswell and Dan Bailey. Mm-hmm. And then number 10, to finish off the list, Jake Elliott. I think he's the kicker for the Eagles. He played pretty well, but yeah. it, it all comes down to opinions on him, I think. Yeah, we got Yeah, he's definitely – I think he's going to be um, one of the best kickers for years to come, one of the most consistent. And he's already showed flashes of what he can really be. I mean, he kicked that game-winning, like, 62-yarder a couple seasons back. Yeah. And – I, I'd love to see where he's going to go. I, I'm very excited for him as a kicker in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think you could probably say he might be better than Chris Boswell and Dan Bailey, but mm-hmm. I feel like that one's more... More of actually, a longevity thing than... Than currently. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, guys, that is the list, and that is the podcast for today. Hope you guys did enjoy. Sorry George wasn't here, but Ethan was a great <laughs> fill-in. And, Ethan, you can go ahead and plug your Instagrams, anything you want to plug real quick. Um. Yep, I got Designs by Croto at Designs by C-R-O-W-T-O-E on Instagram. I did the logo. Um. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, guys, hope you guys did enjoy this episode of the podcast, and hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Have a great day. Peace. All right.